Greetings, everybody, and welcome back to episode 71 and 72 of Extreme EvoCast, an all-purpose Pokemon podcast where we talk about news, trivia, and everything related to Pokemon. This is uh, this is episode 71 and 72 because um, if you've been listening to this podcast for long enough or you just know how it works, I like to, whenever I skip an episode, I don't like to just skip an episode. I like to go back and the next time I do an episode sort of do a double one uh, because I don't, because I like being on schedule. <laughs> I sort of have this like, this, you know, I know exactly when episodes are going to come out and I sort of plan around that. So I don't like to have that be all messed up. Um, so this is a, this is sort of, and, and, and brace yourself. So, you, you know, if you're, if you're standing up, sit down because I'll make you sit down, um, with the title of this episode, which is the BDSP mega episode part one. <laughs> And I know what you're saying. It's already two episodes in one. How is why is this only part one? Well, because um, the reason why this episode was a is it is a two parter is the reason the reason why I had to skip last episode is because I uh, was too busy with finals in school to um, to record last episode. I sort of just decided to um, skip it. Because uh, BDSP had just come out. And if you listened to last episode, you know, I was like, I was hyping it up. I was like, okay, next episode's going to be about BDSP. And I wasn't wrong. <laughs> um, but um, I just did not have enough time to completely play through the game uh, as much as I'd want to before the episode of EvoCast. And, and, and I'm glad that I decided to do that because I didn't want to just talk about it. I didn't want to just talk about like my first two hours of the game because because of finals and, and school, I, that's all I got to play at the time, like two weeks ago <laughs> or yeah, you know, whenever, whenever that was. And so, you know, I didn't want to just talk about the first two hours of the game. I wanted to wait and talk about it then. And even then, this episode is already like a week late. Um, again, because of finals, I haven't, I just like, I did not have enough time to finish the game until like three days ago as of recording this episode. Um, and you know, so I, and I, and I really, really just wanted to finish the game, at least the, the, the story, which brings me to my next point. The fact that this episode is a two-parter, uh, because like I said, I have not had enough time to actually finish the game in its entirely. I've finished the story. I've done the game. I pretty much did every single thing there is to do, um, before the post game, quote unquote. I did, I like, I talked to like every trainer. I explored every little area. Um, but I did finish the story. So this episode is going to cover the main story of Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. And like sort of how I feel about the game, what it's all about, what what's my general consensus. And then next episode is again going to be a two-parter because I uh, am not recording an episode. I'm pretty sure like I'm pretty sure the day that I'm supposed to record next episode is like two days before Christmas, uh, and I'm going home, and it's going to be a big you know debacle to try to, to try to figure that out. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to just wait until I'm back at school on like. January 3rd or something like that so I can uh you know so I'm gonna take my time I'm gonna play uh I'm gonna do the rest of the game I'm gonna play the rest of the game the post game um over break and then I'm gonna talk about it I'm gonna talk about next episode and I'm gonna sort of wrap up my thoughts um don't get me wrong though this episode is still going to be chock full of of BDSP content 
Um, it's just going to be long because I haven't talked about things in a while. Um, so yeah, that pretty, that's pretty much what's going on. I, you know, I apologize of course for being so late with things. It doesn't really matter in the long run. You know, it's not like there's too many people who actually listen to it. Like on the day it comes out. I think that's just sort of how it goes with a lot of podcasts. A lot of people like to just binge them. Um, so, you know, it, it doesn't really matter in the long run, but just know um, that the reason why I've been I've been taking things so slowly and haven't been able to do everything uh, on time is because of finals in school. And of course, that always takes precedent over my, my hobbies, especially things like EvoCast. Um, no offense <laughs> to my lovely viewers, but, you know, I do have I do have school. Um, I'm, I'm on my last I'm on my last year, though, so I'm, I'm almost I'm almost there. Um, but. Yeah, this episode is going to be covering most of the game, I would say. Like, the main game. Like, a lot of people who aren't necessarily, like, Pokemon fans or, like, have, you know, are super into Pokemon as much as I am, or a lot of people, might just finish the game here. You know, they might just, they beat they beat the champion, they beat the Elite Four, and then they're like, okay, I'm done. Maybe they played a little bit, maybe they, like, you know, a lot of people don't do that. I'm going to, like, do everything there is to do. I'm going to do, like, the Battle Tower... I'm going to do everything like that after the fact. I'm going to explore the underground more. More, of course, on what I'm actually going to be covering in the later episode later. Um, but, you know, I'm going to be trying to do as much as I can. I'm also going to be completing the decks, um, which is something that I don't usually do in games, but I want to um, I want to for this game. Anyway, I'm, I'm not going to dwell on it for too much longer because, of course, uh, this is already going to be a pretty darn long episode, and I do want to... Um, I will talk about that later. I am also going to be um, mixing up the, the the format of this episode. If you are, have you, if you're a listener for as long as some people are, uh, you know the sort of formula I go through. I'm not going to list it out, but uh, I, I'm going to be taking things a little bit different today, just so you don't have to wait until like literally like an hour and a half into the episode in order to just like start hearing about brilliant diamond shining pearl not that i think it's going to take that long but you never know um so i will be talking about bdsp relatively soon um just not immediately or just not like yeah just not immediately and just not like an hour and a half into the episode <laughs> anyway let's move on you know it's it's been a really long time since i've since i've recorded evocast i haven't um I really haven't been 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 doing it that much, obviously because of finals and stuff. I'm glad to be back into it. Um, anyway, so we have so many things to talk about. First of all, I want to treat you, I want to treat my lovely viewers with or listeners, I suppose, with a uh, something that I promised, like f- four episodes ago, like two months ago, I think. <laughs> something that I said I would do. Um, I bought Pokemon Celebrations TCG. Um, in hopes to open it on stream, on stream, excuse me, on episode, in episode. And so I wanted to start off today's episode. If you can hear, it's really, you can't hear it. It's like, I'm, I'm crinkling it. <laughs> I expected it to make more sound. It's really not making that much sound. I have two Pokemon t- trading card game celebrations, uh, 25th anniversary packs here. So I'm going to open this up right now. Let's do it. Let's open these. I've been literally, these have been in my dorm for like almost two months and I've been waiting to open them. Okay, I got it open. I don't know, oh man, I don't know the, I don't know the trick. I don't know what you're supposed to do. I don't know like the, oh, I don't, I guess I could, hold on. I want to look this up because I want to do the trick where you like get the, 
uh, where you get the last, well, you get like the super cool one last. Uh, card order. I don't know. I don't know what to look up for this. Oh, I don't know. All right, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna worry about it. Let's just do it. I have this one open. Ooh, I'm so excited. I haven't opened a TCG pack in so long. All right. Um, I'm gonna just. I'm gonna just start from the back. So first up, I know you can't see it. I'm sorry. Uh, trust me. If I could like record myself doing this, I would. But I'm gonna just talk about it. You'll have to trust me. I could definitely just like lie about what cards I get, but you'll have to trust me. First is a Mew. I don't know if that's like the super rare one or not, but there's a Mew. It's like, ooh, it's it's okay, it's holographic. Oh, I got the birthday Pikachu, the promo holographic birthday Pikachu. I got Yveltal, and I got Xerneas. Hey, I got like the duo. That's fun. Okay, well, I got Xerneas, Yveltal, Mew, and I got the I got the birthday Pikachu. I wonder. You know, you know, the like the the greedy person in me is wondering how much these are worth. I'm going to look up the birthday Pikachu. Um, I'm gonna see. I want to see how much what like what what this is. What this is priced at. All right, I don't think they're anything special. I just looked at it for a while. It's like that some of them are priced really crazy, but I think that might just be like mint condition. It's holographic. I don't know if all of these are holographic. I do, I really like, I might actually write my name on this one. This is kind of special to me. It's cute, I like it a lot. Um, yeah, I don't think it's worth anything special. All right, let's move on. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very excited about that. Let's move on to the next one. I only have two, unfortunately. I could only afford two. <laughs> let's do it. They, like, oh, I, I don't think I ever said it. I don't think I really ever talked about this. They were all sold out. I could only find single packs, and so I bought two single packs for like fifteen dollars. Like, like both of them together, not each. I would not pay that much. I would say it's worth it. I don't think I'm. I don't. I was never focused on getting my money back. Obviously, this is just like for fun. But man, all right, it's open. Let's start. Let's do this thing. Put away the stupid like TCG promo code. Let's start. I got Lunala. Nice. Very pretty card. The cards are beautiful, by the way. They're all, like, legendaries and Pikachus. And, like, some of the, like, the old starters and stuff. Okay, we got Lunala. Xerneas again. That's a little unfortunate. Double Xerneas. Next up. Lugia. Nice. They're, I'm pretty sure they're all, like, a cool holographic. They're so cool. The art is really, really nice. I don't really have the light on in my room very well, so I can't really see very well, but... And finally, oh, how fitting. Dialga. I didn't get, I didn't get Pearl. I didn't get Diamond, unfortunately. But hey, pretty good, pretty good pulls. I don't think any, any of these are necessarily worth anything, but it's still fun. I like that I got it. I, I'm so happy that I got the birthday Pikachu. That is so exciting. I might actually write my name on this and like frame it on my wall or if like put it in a frame or something. You know, I, I, I mark my words. I will do that. All right. Well, I'm not gonna put them back into the, uh, into the into the bags into the, the 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 packs right now. But so that was fun. I hope you know. I I hope it was worth the like two month wait. I so funny story about these. I uh, originally thought that these were the wrong packs. I thought that I had accidentally ordered the Happy Meal like 
starter Pokemon celebration set. I'm really glad to to realize that I that I that's not true, <laughs> and that I actually did order the correct uh, packs. There was only four in each of them, which is interesting. I didn't know that that's how it worked, but uh, definitely not as much as like a normal card pack. But hey. You know, that was, that was fun. I'm glad, I'm glad that I, that I finally did that. I'm going to sort of keep, I'm going to, here, I'm going to put these off to the side and keep them in a safe place. I don't want to, I don't want to ruin them. I'm going to put them over on my windowsill right here, just for, for safekeeping. All right, we're done. Let's, let's move on. So, uh, because I haven't been here in a long time, there are so many things to talk about. <laughs> uh, news galore right now. Um... And first up, we have probably the biggest news of the uh, of the episode, if I'm being honest with you. First of all, real quick, um, Pokemon Center is getting UK. It's getting a uh, it's getting a UK release, which is something that uh, you know hasn't been a thing. It's only been in Japan and in, in the US and Canada. So really nice to see that we're finally getting uh, people in people in the UK, people in Europe, getting some. Uh, some support for Pokemon Center, hopefully less shipping costs, shipping times, things like that. And of course, it makes the merch section of my own podcast a little bit more relevant to more people. So I'm not opposed to it. I'm also just happy that people are getting support in other countries for, for Pokemon merch. More Pokemon across the globe. <laughs> anyway, um, so we got some news for Legends Arceus. Um, first of all, a new form. A uh, new form for a new Pokemon. They sort of teased it out as time went on. It was like uh, it, it started off with like a couple hints, and then it you know they got more and more. I don't. I never. I didn't really even um, like like actually like see the leaks for or like the 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 teasers for a while. I kind of just saw it when it was finally out. Um, I everyone kind of already knew that it was uh that it was legends or that it was uh that it was voltorb hisuian voltorb um because of like some some leaks and stuff but you know it's nice to see that it's finally a thing and i will say it is adorable um let me look let me look at what actually is about hisuian voltorb if you haven't seen it yet by the way uh, i i very much recommend you go and do so um, Voltorb was revealed in December 2021 after a small promotion showing Pokeballs in the official site. That's what it was. I remember that. Um, yeah, so there's a, there's a, um, there's a blurb here. This Pokemon is always in high spirits and has a friendly personality. However, it discharges its stored electricity all at once from the hole in its head when it gets excited. So it frequently shocks humans and Pokemon in its vicinity. Even the slightest provocation can set off such a discharge, so in human settlements, Hisuian Voltorb is considered a nuisance. Tales of people temporarily plugging, temporarily plugging the hole on Hisuian Voltorb's head and kicking it out of settlements are not entirely uncommon. Which is really sad, <laughs> obviously. Um, which, you know, is sad. Another example of, of people sort of, uh, you know, making Pokemon evil. Uh, through neglection, aka you know Hisuian Zoria, Zorua, and now Voltorb. Who? <laughs> uh, it's so cute. Who would ever want to neglect this little guy? He's he's super adorable. Uh, and then probably the weirdest thing about him, it says this enigma enigmatic Pokemon has a glossy spherical body, and it looks very similar to the Pokeballs of the Hisui region. What with the wood grain like makeup of its body surface and the hole on top of its head. 
There seems to be countless seeds packed inside of Hisuian Voltorb. Occasionally, it spouts these seeds out of the hole in its head. However, no one knows exactly what's, what it's like inside the Pokemon's body, because inside the hole, it's pitch dark. It's impossible to see anything, even if one peers into the hole, which is horribly... Um, it's just horrible. I don't like thinking about that. I don't like... I mean, it's got, you know, it's got seeds inside there because it's it's a grass type. It is, uh, it is electric and grass type. I don't know why... It has seeds. It makes me uncomfortable. Not actually, but like you got to admit, it's pretty. It's pretty darn weird. Uh, but I mean, you know, it, it's. I like its design. I like its concept. I'm really excited. I think that that's like a hint at what uh, Hisuian Electrode is going to look like. I assume we're gonna get a Hisuian Electrode. I think it would be weird if we didn't. Um, but hopefully, it's like it. It explains why it just like has seeds inside of it for no reason. I mean, it's a grass type. That's like why. But like you know. There's got to be some lore in there about that. <laughs> I don't really know why it has. Um, I, it's I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this Pokemon. I mean, it's really cute. I really like its 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 sort of its its design in general. It looks really interesting, um, but I don't know how to feel about the seeds thing. It just it, it rots my brain. I don't I don't like thinking about it. So I'm going to move on. And fine. Now we have some more. Legends Arceus things. Um, we had we had a trailer. I think it was literally today. Yeah, it was literally this morning. Uh, so I guess that sort of gives you uh, an idea of how late this episode is. Um, the fifteenth of December, we got a new trailer for uh, Legends Arceus, including um, the the um, the Diamond Clan and the Pearl Clan, Arezu. And Leon, if you remember those two, like the gym leaders, I forget what they're called exactly. The gym leaders, um, or, oh man, I really don't remember what they're called. It's, 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 it's escaping me. But th those two are from the Diamond and the Pearl clan, respectively. Um, these clans pay respects to the Pokemon they call lords and ladies, such as noble Pokemon. So I assume the, the noble Pokemon, which is like, if you remember the, um, the, the, the Scyther, the, the new Scyther, um, is one of those noble Pokemon. Um, Adaman, who is probably, uh, like I will say, if, if you haven't watched the trailer yet, I can't really explain, like, what they look like on a, in an audio medium, but, like, oh, the designs are so good. Just, like, even better as time goes on. Um, Adaman, I assume that's how you pronounce his name, is, um, He's the leader of the Diamond Clan and is partnered with a Leafeon. And Irida Irid is is uh, the leader of the Pearl Clan, and she is partnered with a Glaceon. Um, let here. Let me look at like the on Cerebi again. Cerebi is um pretty much where I get most of my uh my my information here on this podcast. Uh, the Diamond Clan are a group of people in Hisui who look at the importance of cherishing the present and living in the moment. You will encounter them and their members and leaders as you play through the game with many wardens, that's what they're called, being part of their clan. So it seems like they are maybe the evil teams. Well, you know what I mean. The evil teams. The teams. The, the Team Flare. The Team Rocket. Who knows? I have no idea. Um, I like their designs a lot, especially Adaman. He's like probably one of my favorite Pokemon characters of all time, just like design wise. He's so, 
he looks really cool. Uh, and Arita is really cute too. They're both, they're both adorable in their own respective way. Um, but, oh man, I like, I really like their, um, I really like their, I really like their thing. I think it's going to be like a team aqua team magma situation because it says the diamond clan, uh, look at the importance of treasuring the, cherishing the present and living in the moment. And then the dime, the pearl clan, is uh, they look at the importance of value, valuing the spacious land they share, which I don't necessarily know if they are, you know, um, opposing each other. Um, but like, you know, I think that in the in the trailer they definitely had a little bit of argument, <laughs> it seems. So I think that they're going to be sort of opposing forces like Team Aqua and Team Magma. Oh man, sorry, I'm just I'm looking at Adamant again. He's, I love his design. He looks so good. <laughs> like, you know, take he looks so good however you please, but like, oh man, I really, really, really like his design. It's so nice to look at, just in general. Anyway, the, the, so the, the Diamond and the Pearl Clan, they seem to be very involved in just like everything. And I like it a lot. I like, it. obviously, you know, the whole joke is it's like Sinnoh and the Diamond and Pearl games, but... Uh, they also appear to be based around the lustrous orbs and the adamant orbs. In fact, they have like little crystals on their body and like the general shape of like some of the designs on their body is of the adamant orb and the lustrous orb. So I assume they're going to have some kinds of, you know, relation to the um, diamond and Palkia. And finally, there is the Ginkgo Guild. Um, and the Ginkgo Guild is um, quoted from Serebi, a group of people who travel around the Hisui region and provide sales of various items you will need through your travels. It is run by Ginter, but you'll encounter others, including Volo, as you travel. And that, these are just like one-off characters. Um, but yeah, uh, again, another little guild, just like world building. I like the, I like the, um, like they might have some kind of, um, stance in the story i don't necessarily know they seem to be you know like a you know like another another like a third party i don't necessarily know if they're nearly going to be as important but the fact that they were sort of revealed at the same time is um strange <laughs> telling i think also sorry i'm watching back through the trailer again just like muted and i absolutely adore the face that the protagonist makes when when one of them sneaks up behind him he his face just goes like from completely like deadpan to just like this stupid surprise look and i'm absolutely obsessed with it because you know it's supposed to be like he's like boo and then the the protagonist is scared but like the face that he makes is so funny anyway yeah uh i mean I'm really excited to see how they, how all of them sort of fit into the story. And it's so good having new, new content. <laughs> I, I mean, the games are coming out soon in like a month. My God, that is so weird to think about. I'm probably only going to have like one more episode uh, before I talk about this game. I don't know, by the way, if I'm going to be streaming the game. Um, I like don't, I, I, I was really happy not streaming um, BDSP, and I probably won't stream Legends Arceus only because I 
just like don't have the time. Uh, if you've been following my streams, I know a lot of people who listen to this podcast don't necessarily also watch my streams. Um, but I have been taking a break from streaming just to like focus on school and like, you know, giving myself some a break from from streaming so often, working on some personal projects, things like that. Uh, so I'm going to be taking a break from streaming until I get out of school. And so that probably means that I won't be like necessarily want to be streaming this game though i might make an exception i'm not sure I'll, I'll talk about it sort of as 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 time goes closer but i was really happy not streaming bdsp uh because i just like wanted to just play a game on my own time and because i was i've, I've sort of just like checked out of the thought process of streaming i it'll, it'll probably stay true with legends arceus i don't know i'll update i'll update you as i go along you know i'll make some posts on my twitter if you want to keep track of that but for now Let's talk about Pokemon. So, uh, we're going to move on to the news. The actual news. Uh, and first up, of course, is Pokemon Go. <laughs> uh, Pokemon Go is... Um, there's a lot of stuff. There's like... There, so, uh, by the way, I'm not going to be talking about... Um, like, events and updates that have passed. Things that are already over. Because why would I talk about them? Uh, I'm really only going to be talking about things that are happening soon or are happening now. Just to sort of lower my workload for this episode. Because it it, it would be insanely uh, long if I talked about literally everything. And I don't necessarily think that's, that's, that's like, good things to talk about. Um, so, this... Sh- completely disregarding my my rule that I just made for myself um the Shinks community get day almost just said community gay uh the community day has just passed uh, or it passed a little while ago um and I did actually get a chance to play Pokemon Go on the day of the Shinks community day I was like oh I was walking somewhere and I was like, oh, I could definitely play and like see if I could catch any Shinks. I didn't get any shinies, unfortunately, but I did participate, which is good. (laughs) You know, um, I don't really have any time or necessarily motivation to participate in a lot of Pokemon Go stuff nowadays, but uh, it was fun. I I enjoyed opening the game again for the first time in a really long time uh, and I enjoyed catching Shinks. It's something that I haven't done in a long time uh, and... Another community day has passed, one that I actually got to participate in, and another one is coming soon. In fact, it's in like two days. <laughs> Three days. Two days as of this episode coming out. Um, and it's it, customary to the sort of December Pokemon Go community day that happens every year. Um, it says, this is coming from Cerebi. Niantic have announced the next Pokemon Go Community Day on December 18th and 19th will focus on all of the Pokemon from 2021. Um, With the 2021s, that's really confusing. (laughs) The 2020 Pokemon appearing in eggs and raids. There will be a 50% hatch distance, 2 times catch experience, and 2 times catch Stardust. And from December 17th to 19th, you'll have a 25 reduced cost for trades and extra special trade a day. Um, Machop, Rosalia, Swablu, Gibble, and Snivy, and Fletchling will spawn more on December 18th, while Eevee, Duskull, Shinx, Tepig, and Oshawott will, will on Sunday. It's always a nice time for the, the December community days to be sort of, you know, a collection of like every single, uh, <laughs> every single Pokemon from the past year. It's a big one. Uh, you know, again, I, I know it's only like two days from now, but if you were listening to this and it's it's almost there, remember to uh, remember to get like literally every single Pokemon that you might have missed. 
I'm, I might actually. We'll see. Next up is, <laughs> I, you know, I, I genuinely do not remember if I ended up talking about this or not. If I did, uh, I want to apologize. I'm kidding. I have not, listen, I have nothing against Ed Sheeran. I just think it's funny that there's a collaboration between Ed Sheeran. It's like, it's not even that much of a, of a strange thing because we just had a bunch of collaboration between like 12 different artists. But I just think that Ed Sheeran of all people is funny just like inherently. And I think that his collaboration with Pokemon is like way more funny than like literally anyone else. I, I can't explain why. But the inclusion of Ed Sheeran in Pokemon Go, no, he, he's not in it. You can't like play as Ed Sheeran. Um, his event, his collaboration um, is, um, oh no, he literally is in the game. Sorry, I, <laughs> I need a second. Uh, the event features a special performance by Ed Sheeran in the in-game news, as well as boosted spawns of water type Pokemon, including the return of Sunglasses Squirtle. A special hoodie is available in game with a code that if you want to see, you can go to Cerebi.net. Uh, I almost said EdSheeran.net. Cerebi.net. Um, yeah, that's it. That's like the whole thing. All right, I'm going to speed things up a little bit here. Um, there is a new event called the Season of Heritage in Pokemon Go. I need to find it. I didn't write it down. Let's find it. Season of Heritage. From 10 today not today, it's in the post, on the 1st of December, the 1st of December to March 1st, um, features differing spawns based on the temperate seasons and focus on Pokemon's past as well as raid bosses with Shiny Reshiram and Zekrom, egg pools, and new timed research will be added every month. So, new, just like a, just like a new, like, wash of events coming into Pokemon Go called the Season of Heritage. There's also an event specifically for Pokemon Go players in Brazil. Uh, and every weekend this month, all players in Brazil will, re will receive two times capture experience as a part of their summer celebration. There is an absolutely massive holiday event happening right now. Uh, from December 16th, actually, it's okay, it starts today, tomorrow. Starts tomorrow, as of recording this, on December 16th, um, to December 31st, introduces Bergmite into the game, costume Pokemon will appear in the game, Pikachu in a holiday hat, holiday Delibird, Stantler and Cub 2 will return, while Holiday Sphiel and Glaceon will be added and can be shiny. There will also be new avatar items. Um, on December 16th to the 23rd, Pikachu, Swineup, Stantler, Delibird, Snowrunt, Sphiel, Snover, Vanillite, Cub 2, Alolan Sandshrew, and Cryogonal will be in the wild. Um, and on, de on December 23rd to 21st, 31st, Bergmite and Avalog will appear. Um, an incubator will be available for spinning a Pokestop every day. Um, and a new timed research will be available and will add an encounter with Galarian Mr. Mime. That is like just scratching the surface of what you will be encountering in this new event. Uh, exciting. There's like a billion other things, <laughs> um, you know, with like different Pokemon appearing on different days. There's like a mini event, uh, things like that. Of course, you can you can see this all on Cerebi.net or I'm sure the Pokemon Go website has um, things of, of that nature. So many, so many new things are coming to Pokemon Go. There's like new events, collaborations, 
Uh, there's like little events for different parts of the world. It's fantastic. Masters EX is also getting a like a big holiday event. Um, it's a new story event. It's called Winter Wishes, and it adds two new seasonal sync pairs into the game, Leon and Ice Rider Calyrex and Nessa and Ice Cube. Uh, and it runs from Thursday, December 16th. I assume that means it starts tomorrow until like probably December 31st or something. Cafe Remix uh, has just recently hit 10 million downloads. Uh, unfortunately, all of the <laughs> like all of the um, the rewards that they gave out are already over. But I did think I, you know, I did find it necessary to to mention that 10 million downloads. That's a lot for a game that I hear literally nobody ever talking about. And finally, for the news for today, um, is Pokemon Unite. Pokemon Unite has gotten so much, th so many things, so many new things. It's crazy. This game is getting updated so frequently. It's like actually appalling, um, which it's great. I mean, like it's fantastic. Again, I haven't really had a chance to play it very much, very often, but like I love seeing stuff about it. Um, first of all, Pokemon Unite will be joining the 2022 Pokemon World Championships in London. Let me find this. Um, in August 2022, with a competitive circuit also starting in 2022. So it seems like there's going to be official competitive uh, support for this game, which is what, like, literally nobody is surprised by. The fact that this, like, MOBA game is purposely, you know, is, is getting... Um, is getting competitive support from Pokemon. Literally no, not surprising to anybody, but it's still fantastic. Similarly to Pokemon Cafe Remakes, um, Pokemon Unite reached 50 million downloads. Um, and from now until January 31st, uh, anyone who logs in to Pokemon Unite will receive a gift of 2,000 AOS tickets. So that's a lot. 50 million downloads. Like, we had, we had like, a, like a bunch of... Um, you know, like a like a like a bunch of rewards on like the Nintendo Direct for, um, for like you know pre-orders and stuff. But fifty million downloads—that's so many. Wasn't it like seven point five million was like the goal of like getting a new skin in Pokemon Unite, and we've reached like almost five, like seven times that many. That's insane. That's so many people for a game. <laughs> like Pokemon Unite. I mean, like, it's not surprising. It's a Pokemon game, but like still, even Pokemon Cafe Remix getting 10 million downloads is, is impressive. Um, and in Pokemon Unite, speaking of, we've had like three new Pokemon since I've, since I last talked about the game, which was like three weeks ago. We're getting like a new Pokemon every like week. It's insane. Um, first of all, to Sidueye, to nobody's surprise, it was teased like halfway through like last month um dragonite is coming in pokemon unite i'm pretty sure dragonite isn't out yet i can find i can look this up dragonite Pokemon unite i think it's coming out like in like a couple days yes dragonite is coming out on um the 20th the 20th of december and then um serena is also coming uh, to Pokemon Unite. I think she's coming like around the same time as Dragonite. Let me look this up. So they're not out yet. Neither of them are out yet. I think Dragonite or, oh no, she's out. 
No, no, no. Dragonite is out. Oh, you also get her for free? Okay, well, I didn't say that on Cerebi. Okay, apparently you also get Serena for free if you just, like, log on right now. If you have Pokemon Unite, log on right now and you will get Serena for free. I'm gonna do that, like, literally right after I after I record this episode. But yeah, Serena's coming. She is an all-arounder melee. Um, Decidueye is a ranged attacker. Literally, no surprise there. Uh, and Dragonite, I believe, isn't... Oh, I forget what he is. I think... Oh, I, I literally just saw this earlier. I'm going to look it up. What is he? He's a ranged all-rounder. So we have a ranged attacker, a melee attacker, and a ranged all-rounder. So we have, a, you know, like a triangle. I'm I'm excited. I, I haven't played Decidueye yet. I haven't really played since, like, uh, <laughs> a, a, like a couple characters. I haven't had time, but like, oh man, I'm, I'm excited about getting Serena for free. That's really, that's really exciting. I, I might pick up the game again over the course of, uh, of winter break, but we'll see. And with the new Pokemon coming in, I want to, um, commemorate a new segment. Uh, my, my breaks have sort of, uh, found necessary that a new segment be created, uh, which I'm calling the Hollowware speed round because the game just adds so many new costumes to this game that it's hard to keep track of them all. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to list them off sort of very quickly here. Um, all of the new, all of the new Hollowares available, uh, since I last talked about them. There are the checkered style for Blissey. Uh, Decidueye Starcloak style, Crustle Cake style, first of all, I know I said this is a speed round, I have to mention Cake style, such a good, such a good skin, he's got mittens on, my god, um, Eldegoss Space style, Zero Aura and Greedent Training style, which I think other, some other Pokemons also have, have training style, you know, it's just sort of adding them to the roster, um, Blastoise, Pikachu, Dragonite, Gardevoir, Garchomp, and Mamoswine all have holiday style, which most of them are just wearing Christmas hats. Uh, Cramorant finally is getting a Hollowware. Oh my god. Um, Mr. Mime, Snorlax, and Cramorant are getting Cook style. Um, and uh, Bonfire style Wigglytuff. I wanted to mention this one in particular because, oh my god, she's wearing little glasses. It's like the cutest, the cutest skin. She has like a beanie and these like huge round circular glasses and this cute little bow tie. Oh my God. So precious. And then, uh, Machamp Adept style, which is so cool. I love the, I love the Adept Machamp style. It's super cool. He's, he's wearing like a, like a, almost like a, like a martial arts kimono. It's really, it's really weird. I will say like uh, the one thing about Pokemon Unite, they have some banger skins for their Pokemon. I like I, I've mentioned this before in the Pokemon Unite episode, but like, have we ever gotten a Pokemon game with like different skins in it? Like uh, like we've had character customization and stuff, and obviously you can change some of the costumes and smash of, of the Pokemon, but it's like, oh man, I love getting like new skins for Pokemon. It's really fun. It adds a lot of like more, you know, personality to some already really loved Pokemon, and I think it's I think it's fantastic. Alright. Before we move on to talking about BDSP, really quick, uh, I do, I have, I, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about, um, I'm going to do a segment. I'm going to do two segments, actually, and then I'm going to move on to, um, to talking about BDSP. And then after BDSP, I'm going to talk about merch, uh, and then we'll end it off there. 
So, first of all, I want to introduce a new segment to, to, to EvoCast. As, like, a, you know, as a as sort of a debut for, like, the mega episode, I want to start looking into even more just, like, random obscure things. I don't feel like I talk nearly as much about just, like, random obscure things about Pokemon because that's what I love. I, I love just, like, how in-depth this, this franchise is and how much stuff there is about it. Um, and so every episode, I'm going to try to come up with a fun fact that a lot of people might not know. The, the, the average Pokemon fan might not know. Uh, and today, I, the, the name is, is, is pending. I don't know what I'm going to call it. I'm going to come up with something silly for it, but for now, it's just, it's just called fun fact segment. I don't know. We'll see. If you, if you have any suggestions for what I could call it, something, something silly, something trivia related, uh, I'm all for it. But, um... Did you know that the reason why Pokemon moves are called, or that that specific Pokemon moves like Thunder Jolt, Thunder, and you know Thunder Shock, those those category of moves are called Thunder, um, is because of two things. Partly, it's not like completely known exactly why, um, but mostly, well, because the question is why is it called Thunder when Thunder is the sound. And like the actual electricity is lightning. You know, it's not, you know, you don't, you don't call it a thunder strike. It's a lightning strike. So why isn't it called, why isn't it called lightning in the game? Uh, there's a, there's a couple reasons. One, uh, because the, the Japanese word for lightning and thunder are very similar to each other. I think, I believe they like, it means this, it means both either of them. Um, that could be a reason why, uh, it could also be which is the sort of the theory that I think is true. This is less of a fun fact and more of just like a, like a, like a, a brain teaser. Um, but the, um, the word lightning is longer than the word thunder. So in order to fit the names of the moves onto the Game Boy, you know, with, with their limited, I think 12 character, um, sort of text uh they had to they had to rename it to thunder instead of lightning like thunder thunder shock instead of lightning shock because lightning shock is too is too long um same reason why for alligator is spelt that way for alligator was supposed to be named for alligator spelt without like with an er instead of an r just an r or an or i suppose um instead of it, it just going t to r at the end of its name uh but it was too long so they had to uh they had to shorten it so fun fact the the limitations of the technology of the time certainly did influence the names of certain Pokemon and moves. All right, let's move on to everybody's favorite segment where we talk about a random Pokemon every single episode. Today's Pokemon is number 270. If you can guess it, I would be surprised or impressed, I suppose is a better word for it. Um, I'll give you a second. 270. It is Lotad. Lotad is a dual-type water-grass Pokemon introduced in Generation 3. It evolves into Lombre starting at level 14, which evolves into Ludicolo when evolved when exposed to a Water Stone. Lotad it has the ability Swift Swim or Rain Dish. Um, it has own tempo as its hidden ability. It is a 50-50 male-female ratio. It is 1 foot 8 or 0 0.5 meters and only 5.7 pounds or 2.6 kilograms. I guess it makes sense. It, it, it needs to float on water or I guess on the surface of the water. 
Lotad is interesting. <laughs> I like, as someone who grew up with Hoenn being their favorite games, a generation, I mean, I um, I really like Lotad, just like in general. Um, I was the one, I was, I, I had Ruby, uh, so I don't think you could, yeah, I don't think you could get him in Ruby at all, but obviously, like, trainers had him and stuff, and then I got Emerald, and I'm pretty sure I used a Lotad on my team. I really, really liked, um, I really, really like Lotad. Ludicolo and Lombre are a little bit, uh, less so, I would say, like, Pokemon that I enjoy, I don't really like them as much as Ludicolo, as Lotad himself. Lotad is such a classic. He's so cute. You know, he's just like a little guy. He's just there. He's just chilling. Just like a really solid design in general. I really, really like Lotad as a Pokemon. Um, again, Ludicolo and Lumbre, not necessarily my favorites, um, but they, they are what they are. I like them. A lot. I, I, I appreciate them for what they are, but Lotad is far superior, just like in general, in terms of design. It's so cute. I love Lotad. Anyway, I'm going to stop just like gushing about it. Let's look at some trivia. Is it got any trivia? Anything interesting about this Pokemon? Lotad. Uh, Lotad's evolutionary family has a unique type combination. Really? There's no other grass water types? I almost don't believe that. Are there really no other grass waters? There can't be, right? Yeah. There's no other grass water types. That's crazy to me. Um, Only water type Pokemon in the grass egg group. They're the only Pokemon with a dual egg, of wa dual egg group of water and grass. Uh, the only Pokemon that can have rain dish without it being their hidden ability. Um, Lotad is tied with Sunkern for having the lowest base defense of all grass-type Pokemon. Yikes. Makes sense. Uh, and Lotad can be seen as a parallel to Dot. Both of them are grass-type Pokemon. Uh, Generation 3 Pokemon are a part of a three-stage evolutionary line who evolve into their evolved forms at or above level 14, and whose secondary evolutionary event utilizes an evolution stone. I want you to know that took me like four tries to say correctly. Lotad is exclusive to Pokemon Sapphire, while Seedot is exclusive to Pokemon Ruby. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. We know this. We know this. I've, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Lotad is just a, just like a fantastic design. It's super cute. I love this Pokemon. Um, let's look at the most important thing uh, in the, uh, in the you know, what, when, when we talk about a Pokemon of random Pokemon of the week, if they are in generation three and below we of course have to talk about their mystery dungeon lines so when you have a low ted on your team and it is above 50 percent hp it says i got i have to be careful to not let my big leaf wilt <laughs> um <laughs> below 50 percent is oh this is not good my health is down by one half uh from below quarter hp it says i've had it my leaf is dried out and on level up says, look, I've leveled up. My big leaf is lush and green too. That's all he cares about. He just, he, you know, he just, he just wants his leaf to, to prosper. And you know, can you blame him? That's like the whole point of this guy. He's, he's, he's the big leaf boy. That's, that's pretty much like his whole purpose. And I gotta say he does it well. Let's look at, he does, okay, he does have a, Lotad does have a little cup 
um, thing competitively on Smogon. Before we do that, let's look at um, let's look at his shiny form. Oh, okay. I really like Lotad shiny form. It's oh man, what a what a fantastic color scheme. What does Lombre and Ludicolo even look like? for their shiny form. Do they look like this? I don't think I've ever seen these Pokemon shiny before. I know that's not true. Wow, that's so much worse. Okay. For for clarification, Lombre and Ludicolo become like green and or like like a yellow and like a like a really blue green, like a teal. But Lotad in particular becomes like its leaf becomes blue green but his color of his main body the blue on lotad's main body is like a stark like pinkish red like fuchsia and oh my god it pairs so well with with the uh with with the like teal color of its main of its main color what a fantastic shiny like genuinely one of the best i've seen in a long time I really, really like this shiny form. In fact, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. I think that Lotad of all Pokemon are 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 worthy of a 9 out of 10 shiny. L- Lombre and, and Ludicolo are not, frankly. They are not at all. But oh my god. Oh, so good. So so good. I love I love this Pokemon shiny form. Okay, Lotad, Little Cup. Lotad differentiates itself from other Swift Swim users with its perfect neutral coverage and key neut- neutralities to electric and grass type attacks. However, such abysmal with such abysmal stats across the board, Lotad is still a dysfunctional Swift Swim abuser facing fierce competition for team slots of Pokemon such as Almanite or Mantike. Furthermore, Rain Hyper Offense playstyles are exceedingly rare, making it even harder for Lotad to find its way onto teams. Lastly, Lotad is picked off easily by priority attackers such as Timber due to its lack of Eviolite and terrible bulk. Lotad is also exceedingly slow, outsped by Choice Scarf users such as Pawniard, even under Rain. Well, that's just sad. That was written by Aaron Boyer on Smogon.com, and it's a little bit sad to see this, this Pokemon is not very good in Little Cup, but I mean, Little Cup is sort of, they're either fantastic or they're not. Uh, it's a Rain Sweeper. Surf, Giga Drain, Ice Beam, Rain Dance, Life Orb, Swift Swim, Modest Nature, which is plus special attack minus attack, and level 5, 116 defense EVs, 196 special attack EVs, and 196 speed EVs. Alright, let's talk about BDSP. And you know, it's some, there's something to be said because I really don't think I have all that much to talk about with BDSP. I really don't. So this is going to be, this is going to be a little bit of a weird segment because so like the, my, my experience with BDSP thus far was weird. I did not really have that much time to play it. When it first came out, I only like when I was supposed to record this episode, I only had like, um, I only had been playing for like two hours. I only got into like the second gym. <laughs> um, and, you know, I obviously I didn't want to, I didn't want to wait. I didn't want to, um, or I, I wanted to wait. I mean, I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to just talk about the game 
not that much and and continue on like that i wanted to actually to i wanted to i wanted to play through the entire game and talk about it and experience it for myself before talking about the like pretty much the entire thing um and wouldn't you know it finals got in the way and i only got to play up to the story and even then i was like a week late for for an episode of evocast and i think you know it's fine i'm not upset about it and i don't necessarily think it matters in the long run but i want you to know that was sort of my experience with bdsp throughout the entirety of 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 my playthrough of the game so far um so i was like trying to juggle it around all of my finals i was trying to juggle it around um just like not having very much time um so it, it really didn't feel like a game that i just binged it really kind of felt like one of those games that you just only play when you have some free time and I, and, and, and usually that's not how it goes. I don't usually play Pokemon games like that. I usually just play through like the entirety of a Pokemon game in like a weekend. Um, because I, I, that's just how I play new games. I play them nonstop for like a couple days and then I, and then I slowly pitter out. But for BDSP, I was forced to take the game slowly, play it over the course of like three weeks and just sort of enjoy myself. And I think, and, and it also, you know, was met with me. It, it, it was, it was taken into my heart as sort of a relaxation method instead of like something that I needed to play for this podcast or just a game that I needed to play because I wanted to play it. It really felt like it was something that I was like, okay, I do some of my final today and then I relax the rest of the night for a couple hours with some BDSP. And I think it improved my experience. So, <laughs> BDSP, I, I'm going to sort of give my conclusion about the game thus far, right now, instead of at the end, um, because I'm, I'm on a roll and I want to talk about this. I don't think that BDSP is anything special. I don't think that it is a fantastic game. I don't think it's it's something that you should go buy right now. Um and I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. I don't think it's, I think it's a good thing. In fact, first of all, I think that it was a fantastic opportunity for Game Freak to take, to, to sort of give the baton to another studio to make a remake faithful to the original games that are beloved to many people that they could do it well. And then they could do it in a new light with a, with a new fresh idea, with a new mind. And it also gave Game Freak an opportunity to just go and play, go and make Legends Arceus, which I think is a win <laughs> uh, for us because I genuinely think that Legends Arceus is going to be an absolutely fantastic game. I don't think it's going to be bad. I think it's going to be absolutely wonderful. Um, maybe I'm hoping, but like as far as I can tell, I think it's going to be an absolutely amazing game. Um and, and, and the thing about BDSP is that I really don't think I have all that much to say. I, I want, so I, I'm going to cover the story. Um, I'm going to cover my experience with the game thus far. Um, and then after that, uh, next episode, over the course of winter break, I'm going to play the rest of the game. Uh, I'm going to do the post game i'm going to try and catch all the legendaries i'm going to try to complete the decks i'm going to do the battle tower i'm going to do uh more of the underground i'm going to talk about contests i'm going to do all that stuff i'm going to like really just grind and play 
more of the game than is like the main story. Because the thing about me is that I have never experienced the post game of Diamond and Pearl. I did a little bit in Platinum, but barely. Um, and the thing about Diamond and Pearl and Platinum to me is that whenever I replay them, I always go back and I just I just play through the game, I play through the champion, and then I'm done. Whenever I replay a Pokemon game, that's what I do. Um, I just I I play the game, I beat the game. You know, I beat I beat the game in its entirety, and I don't really go any any farther than that. But this is a good opportunity for me because I think that this episode I will be covering just like the the quality of the game as a game, and then next time. I will talk about the game in a more like experience driven light because I will have things that I've never done before or things that I don't remember and I will have an opportunity to talk about them in from the eyes of a Pokemon fan. And I think that this episode will act purely as is it, is it fun? Did I have a good time? Well, what what was the story of my game? Do I think it's a good remake and and things like that? And the short answer for that is yes. I think that it is a fantastic remake of the game. I think that it is faithful to the game to a little bit of a fault. Um because the the thing about BDSP and the reason why I don't think there's very much more that I can talk about it other than than this basic level concept is because it's pretty much just Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. <laughs> and, you know, that's fine. Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire and Hard Cold and Silk Silver arguably had so much more to do during the games. So much more of a game than its originals. And I don't think I can say the same thing about these games. But again, I do not genuinely think that that is a bad thing. I think that they were fantastic remakes to the game. I loved seeing the the, the updated games. I you know I loved seeing all of the new all of all of the things that I loved about these games as a kid be brought into a new you know high definition light, which again which is one of my main points of this of this episode. But. Um, it, it really, it really genuinely just kind of felt like I was playing through Pokemon Diamond again, or Pokemon Pearl again. Um, and the the thing, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, Heart Gold and Silk Silver didn't make me feel like that. Uh, and I think that that's the main difference. They've really felt like new games. BDSP, to me, did not feel like new games. They felt like, it felt like a remake for the first time in pokemon remake history pretty much let's go pikachu and eevee and like fire red leaf green are a little bit outliers to that because they are well fire red leaf green it's not let's go pikachu and eevee had like a couple new things but really nothing insane um but but i would say that bdsp is the most remake of the remakes um and that's why i think that most of my talk about them is going to be from that standpoint Anyway, let's actually get to the main point of the... Let's actually talk about the games. So, I think the biggest thing that I want to talk about this game is the art style. Um, the art style really took a while to grow on me. When I was playing the game on, on release day for the first time, I was kind of disappointed with how it looked. Like, I was kind of like... you know I don't really like this very much I think like it was clunky it looked clunky to me the character designs really didn't hit like hit it for me in like such a chibi style I was convinced that I would like it I really didn't like it when I first started playing the game but it grew on me 
slowly but surely, but it did grow on me. I really, I really, really did enjoy it at the end. I love the art style. I think that the chibi art style is adorable. Um, I think that they did a great job with it. I think that, I don't, I think it could have been a little bit more refined. The game feels, it definitely feels like it was made by another studio because it's a little bit glitchy and a little bit weird at times. Um, but I don't think it ever genuinely took away from my my experience other than like my very first impressions of like this game looks kind of weird sometimes um and you know and that's 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 i think that's a great thing to be saying because i don't think a lot of people were expecting this game to look very good the oh my god the battles though the battles some of the scenery like specifically like the a lot of the snowy um the snowy the snowy places route 216 snowpoint city um they looked gorgeous the snow the the like the effects on the snow the 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 snow effects coming down in front of the screen you know the forests looked really nice i really liked the water in the games the water was like way too realistic for a pokemon game it was insane it looked like real water next to these like silly little chibi characters it was it was hilarious but like the game looked really good other than the characters (laughs) I think that um, the, the the best thing about the game visually were the battles. The battle backgrounds were gorgeous. The trainers in the background looked really cool. They looked really they looked really good. The effects of the of the of the moves and the battles were really nice. The Pokemon didn't really change, but they looked really good on the engine. You know, it the game in the battles and in most places in the overworld looked fantastic. Like from a like from a a weird in a weird way you know it wasn't like beauty like sword and shield was looked really nice sometimes it was like in its own little way it was like it really felt like a high definition remake of some of the beautiful scenery and sprites in the original diamond and pearl um and again like really it, it really just comes back to that 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 part where bdsp just feels like an improvement to the only things that were bad, quote unquote, about Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, which was the fact that it was made in 2009, you know, the 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 DS graphics, um, everything else, the 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 music, the you know, not not saying that Pokemon Diamond or Pearl on the DS were were bad visually, they were not at all. But it really just felt like they were like, okay, let's take these beloved games, let's do exactly the same thing that we did then, but let's just update the graphics and make it look more beautiful than it already is. Let's make this into a 3D Switch game. You know, that's really, really how it felt. Gameplay wise. Um, again, there's really not much to say. It really just kind of felt like time. I was playing diamond and pearl again. It really didn't feel like there was anything different about it. Um, which again, isn't a bad thing. Um, the games were just as, just how I remember them. They were, they were a little bit difficult at times, but most of the time they were pretty easy, mostly because I'm an experienced Pokemon player. Um, and then the only real thing that they changed was the Elite Four, uh, and the Champion. They really buffed them up in this game and was like genuinely one of the only times where I really struggled. Um, I did beat the, I did beat the Elite Four and the Champion first time, I will say, um, first try. Um, or the, the Champion took me, took me two tries, but you know technically first kind of a first try i got there in a first try um 
And but oh my god, the uh, the elite four and the champion really really tested my my ability to to play Pokemon well, <laughs> um, which was fun. I trust me, I love that. I love challenge in games even more so in Pokemon games. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, like the you know all of all of the story was exactly the same. The the playing the game again in now um, is like. It's so interesting because I, I guess I should mention I'm probably not I'm probably going to be doing like a designated video about the Sinnoh games um, at some point when I play them over again. The originals I want to play through the originals again and then talk about them as a in a game design standpoint then, um, which is of which I know which I recognize is sort of a weird thing to do talking about the remakes of the games before I talk about the games that, you know, before I talk about the games they're a remake of, um, but, like, you know, they're classics. Pokemon Diamond and Pearl are games that I don't think I need to talk about. They're games that I just want to talk about, because they're really, really fantastic. Um, and BDSP as a whole, again, just, like, it just made me feel like I didn't have to talk about the games, because it reminded me how good they were. Um, and of course, like I said, I'm going to be talking about the original games at some point. Who knows? I'm going to be talking about every game at some point, but, um, for now, talking about them in a purely remake standpoint and talking about how they are not different from the original games and how I don't think that they necessarily need to be talked about all that much is what I'm comfortable doing right now. Of course, next episode, like I said, will be covering things that are new to me, things that I did not experience the first time around when I played through these games. So I don't think that it is, though this next episode is not going to have the same cadence and not going to be nearly skirting around as many things as I as, as I am now. Um, but I, I, I feel comfortable talking about it in this way now because of how I feel about the games. I really don't feel like they were anything special, but I don't think that's a bad thing. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm going to actually just wrap this up soon. I really don't think there's much else I can talk about other than the fact that it's a, it's a gorgeous game. It, you know, I mean like they're fantastic remakes. They're super faithful to the original games. I think that if you enjoyed the original Pokemon Diamond and Pearl games, you should a hundred percent buy these games. I think that they're fantastic. Just like, as a as a trip down memory lane and also just as like an updated version of a game that is already fantastic you know think about it like this pokemon diamond and pearl platinum i guess just diamond and pearl in this case pokemon diamond and pearl are fantastic at games you know um people have their complaints about the story and how it was fixed in platinum uh, i am all, again also one of the people who agrees that they probably should have remade remade platinum instead of just diamond and pearl um because platinum is sort of the definitive version but um, it really, to me, just feels like they took a fantastic game and they ported it to the Switch and they made it gorgeous and they made some of the battles harder and they added some more smaller things like they added some new random mystery gifts and a couple new mechanics to the game here and there. And they, you know, obviously updated things from the newer games like fairy type things like that are in there, but it really is just in updated version. And I love that. I think that that is exactly what I was expecting going into BDSP. And I think that it is a perfect transition, a sort of a perfect precursor into Legends Arceus, which is going to be something completely different. Something that reminds us of how great Pokemon Diamond Pearl Platinum is, 
uh, just like in general, <laughs> and is sort of just like a trip down memory lane, not introducing anything new to the to the picture, and just kind of making an already amazing game even better in its own special way is exactly what they should have done before Legends Arceus, which is going to be, who knows, <laughs> you know? Um, and I think that's all I really have to say about the game for now. Of course, next episode, please tune in because I will be talking about things that I've never experienced before in Pokemon, the Battle Tower, the the, the, the Legendaries, things like that, Giratina, all that, all that jazz. I've never really done that before in the original Diamond and Pearl, so I'm excited to experience new things and really dive deep into that part of BDSP, the, the, the more, the beef, you know, the gameplay aspects of it. Um, but for now, I don't think there's much else I can say. I think that that's, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry for sort of just leaving it, leaving it at that, but I really don't think there's much else I can say that isn't going to be covered in the next episode or just in my cover of Diamond and Pearl in the future. Oh, I forgot to talk about my team. Okay, I'm going to list my team off real quick, if you're curious. Um, my team went through so many changes. I was like, I was so, I had no idea what I wanted to use for my team, <laughs> uh, like halfway through the game. So it, it was a little bit of a mismatch. Normally, I'm the kind of person to, to, um, to choose my team beforehand and like actually, you know, really just like get, you know, Think of what moves I want to use, exactly how many, what Pokemon I want to use, where you can find them, things like that. Uh, but this time I, 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 uh, I didn't really do that. But my team ended up being um, Pachirisu, Ambipom, Hippowdon, Jirachi, Weavile, and Roserade. And I wanted to use Pokemon that were um, a little less, you know, recognized, like Ambipom, Pachirisu, um, Hippowdon, Roserade and Weavile are kind of classics, but, you know, and, and Jirachi, of course, is one of my favorite Pokemon. I wasn't going to give up the, um, I wasn't going to give up the opportunity to, to use a Jirachi. I think it was a fun choice. And their names, um, I'm proud of this naming scheme, by the way. I'll be talking about them more in, probably as I go through the other, the, the later parts of next episode, because I'll be using them to complete the postgame. Um, but, uh, Pachirisu's name is March. Ambipom's name is April. My Hippodon's name is May, my Jirachi's name is June, and my Weav my Weavile's name is July, and my Roserade. Oh, wow! I completely glossed over this fact. I'm I've, I, I'm I'm scatterbrained today. I apologize. My Roserade's name is August, and my Roserade is actually shiny. <laughs> um, one of the reasons why it took me so long to cut to to finish this game, I cannot believe I just completely glossed over this fact. Uh, was because I shiny hunted in eternal forest though you know when you go in with with cheryl when you when you uh when you do double battles and stuff um i i shiny hunted with with cheryl uh for 24 hours total of the game to get a shiny budu and i did i got it eventually i was hoping for a baneri uh, but I did end up getting a Budu, and I had to sort of change my team around. I was originally going to use a Zubat on my team, but I but I switched to um to to to, to I, I I got rid of it because I wanted to use Roserade, obviously my my new shiny Roserade, uh, which was so fun. I I I'm gonna start do. It's gonna take me a lot of willpower to not do this with like literally every single, um every single Pokemon game I play from now on, like shiny hunting early on for a Pokemon, because playing through a game with a shiny Pokemon is like 
so fun. I love, I, you know, I love shiny hunting, but like the, the satisfaction of like beating the elite four with a shiny Pokemon is unmatched, completely unmatched. Um, but yeah, the, and, and my Roserade's name is August. Um, and if you didn't catch on to the naming scheme so far, it, it's, it's months in order, March, April, May, June, July, August. I thought that was pretty cute. Um, so yeah, that, uh, I think that's going to wrap it up. I, you know, uh, I, I, I wish I could talk about the game more. The only real thing that I think like would be worth mentioning is just like things that I think could be covered more in depth in just like a discussion about Pokemon Diamond and Pearl and Platinum as games instead of as the remakes, which again, I will, I will be doing in the future at some point. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to say that I won't be covering too much of the actual game in this part next episode i'll be covering a bunch of new things hopefully really gauging my reaction to some to some real good Sinnoh stuff um but overall fantastic remakes super difficult elite four prepare yourself for that cynthia was like so difficult oh my god it took me a long time i had to cheese her out so so hard it was it was really difficult um which is something i was not expecting i'm glad that like one of the only thing they changed about the core mechanics of the game was how difficult the 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 elite four is and i hope that they keep that that uh that that thought into the post game i don't know if the post game is like super hard but i'm i'm hoping that it is so yeah in in conclusion if you like the original diamond and pearl games um, or you've never played them before and you want a updated version on the Switch. The the remakes of Pokemon Diamond and Pearl are, I like, I'm almost tempted to say better. Um, only because they are super, like, they, they are just, like, upgrades almost completely to the original games. If you can get past the art style of the original games or of the, of the remakes, I mean, um, and you are not sort of taken in by nostalgia. If you are not someone who, who enjoys playing older games for the nostalgia purposes, or just to like, you know, to see what the hubbub is all about with older games. Um, if you are someone who just likes playing games and you want a game with a, with a much better, you know, up, up, upgraded graphics, you like the art style, um, or you think it's something you could get used to, then I would 100% recommend Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Or if you want a trip down memory lane of utterly fantastic, classic Pokemon games, then these games are for you. But at the same time, I would not feel bad for skipping them because they are pretty much just completely faithful remakes. And if you don't play them, I don't think you're missing out on much. And I say that in like the most positive way I possibly can. All right, um, let's finish up the episode. We still have a little bit more to go through, uh, specifically just like the merch then again, that's not really that much. So we're we're, le- we're leaning towards the end of the episode here. Um, first of all, I do want to say I'm sorry if my if I'm not nearly as confident in my ability to talk about a Pokemon game that I usually am. It's you know this game is a little bit bittersweet to me just in the fact that it was like right in the middle of my big finals. It was stressing me out. Even this episode isn't free from like a little bit of the stress of finals. I'm fine, but like. 
I definitely do not think that this episode nor my discussion about BDSP is my best work. And, you know, obviously nothing, not none of it is going to be my best work. But I, I just wanted to let you know that, uh, you know, uh, tune in next episode because I will be much more composed. I will have played the game more. I will have much more to say about the game. And I'm very, very excited to do that. Anyway, let's look at some merch. First of all, we have... Um, some, some Japan exclusive merch. And I know that Japan exclusive merch is not necessarily the most interesting thing. Um, but the Pokemon Daisuke Club, sorry, Daisuke Club has posted hands-on photos with prizes of Ichiban Kuji's upcoming Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl Lottery. So we have like a bunch of things. I don't know what this is. <laughs> I think it's like a, I think it's like a, like a lottery that you can win prizes from. Um, but it has things like a comfy lap cushion, a, P- a Pikachu plushie, an Eevee plushie, some some a Piplup plushie, a blanket, you know, lots of cute, very, very cute art of just like a bunch of Pokemon, very like, you know, just basic Pokemon related content, Eeveelution stuff, little bags, little napkins, socks, all kinds of things. Very, very cute. Um, yeah. And of course, unfortunately, this is only available in Japan. But, uh, you know, there are certainly ways that you can get your hands on um, some things, some some Japan exclusive content from some Pokemon things. I'm sure there's places online you can buy them in the United States or any other country. Um, anyway, let's move on to some things that are actually in uh, available on the Pokemon Center online. So there's a Pokemon chess set. Oh, this one. I got this one's really cool. <laughs> Um, it's like a, I mean, obviously it's a chess set. Um, it's unfortunately only Gen 1 Pokemon, it seems, which is, you know, unfortunate, but you know how Game Freak is. It's like a beautiful chess set with like silver pieces. I'm trying to see who all the pieces are. What Pokemon is that? Oh, it's a Rapidash. Okay, so the Magikarp are the pawns. Um, oh, I don't remember the names. Snorlaxes are the rooks. I believe that Rapidashes are the knights because they're horses. That's funny. I just got that joke. And then Dragonites are the bishops? Question mark. I don't remember the names of, of chess pieces. And then, of course, it's two Pikachu as the uh, as the king and the queen. Oh, it literally says in the description. Rapidash are knights, dragonites are bishop, Pikachu are your king and queen. Yeah, I knew it. I got it right. I'm amazing. Um, there's like a it's like a Pokeball battlefield. It's really cool. I gotta say this thing is really cool. Uh, and you can get it for yourself uh, for a nice two hundred dollars, two hundred US dollars. Honestly. Not that bad of a uh, of a deal for like something this really cool. It's it's it looks really nice. <laughs> These are of course coming from uh, Pokey Jungle is where I get most of my uh, most of my resources on Pokemon merch. And you know I'm not like sponsored by anybody. I just talk about these things because I think they're fun. Um, what else is there? Oh, there's Nintendo Rewards. Um, Piplup and Team Galactic phone rings are now available through the My Nintendo Rewards program. Let me take a look at this. What does that mean exactly? Ah, you can redeem points. Do I have any points? Hold on. Oh my god, I have points. I have 570 points. 
Can I buy this? Oh my god, I can buy this. I'm going to okay, I'm going I'm going to further the tradition of me buying things on Evocast. <laughs> Let's buy this right now. Pokemon phone ring holder Piplup. I want the Piplup one. The Piplup one is cute. I'm opening my gift. Access now. I almost just read my code out loud. Well, it's free. Do I have to pay shipping? How much is shipping? Oh my god, I need to put in my, my promo code. I Listen, I know that buying things on a podcast is not necessarily something that a lot of people enjoy listening to or do, but I'm doing it. This is a, this is a very strange common occurrence that I have all the time that I do. I bought in like four things on Evocast before. I'm doing it right now. Shipping is literally free. I'm going to buy this right now. $7 shipping? What? Well, what's the point of it being free if it's going to be $7 shipping? No, it's okay. I said I would do it. I'm going to do it. Huh. I'm hesitant, but it's fine. I'm always down for more Pokemon merch. And I can talk about it on the podcast. It's a win-win situation. It's a win-win situation for you guys. I don't know if it's a win-win situation for me because I have to pay uh, $7 for it. But hey, I used my, my Nintendo Platinum points. I have, to, oh, I have to put my credit card information in. <laughs> I thought I had it on the website. Hold on. I'm going to get my credit card out. And bad decision successful. I did it. I'm checking out. There's a problem. It's not letting me buy it. <laughs> I've been trying to I've been trying to buy this thing for like the past 10 minutes. It, it keeps on declining my card. I'm going to just try later. Uh, hopefully I remember to like actually do this. I'm sure it'll send me an email if I, like, still have this thing in my cart, but <laughs> we'll see. I can't buy it right now. I don't want to spend, like, all day trying to trying to finagle this thing into working, so let's just move on. Let's keep talking about... Uh, I guess I never actually talked about the thing I was buying. It's like, um, it's like a phone ring. It's like you put it on your phone, and it... Um, and it, like, it's like a pop socket. You know, you attach it to your phone, and then it's sort of like you can, you can put it around your finger... I mean, it's not fantastic, but like I, I want, it's like, it's free. It's not free. It's literally not free. I don't know why I'm so obsessed with this thing. I got it for my, my Nintendo points. Anyway, uh, next is a dish set, which is on the, uh, on the Pokemon Center online, Pokemon Center US and Canadian Pokemon Center. I assume the UK soon because it is, uh, because it is coming out soon. It's very cute. It's got little Pikachus on it. I almost also considered buying this earlier when I was looking at it because I uh, because I don't I don't have a lot of silverware <laughs> or a lot of dishes and I and I really uh, I really I really needed some but I, I I resisted the urge. Um, there is oh my god okay so there's there's Converse another thing that I also almost bought, uh, Converse Pokemon style you know the the, the biggest. The biggest issue with this podcast is that I keep on looking at things that I want to buy <laughs> because there's so many things that I want to buy. Um, Pokemon Converse collection has shoes, shirts, hats, and more. Um, it has, it's like a variety of clothing as well as Converse shoes with, with like, you know, Pikachu on it. 
and the starters on it and the pokeballs on it and jigglypuff on it they're not available right now though they drops next month apparently uh but i mean this this post was made in november so i assume it drops soon ah december 10th okay so it is up it's up already so you can you can go and buy pokemon themed converse another thing that i also again almost bought <laughs> it good good to see some some you know nice high quality shoes shoes that i really really like i really kind of want to buy these but i have made a lot of bad purchases recently and like they're really cool the clothing and the uh uh the clothing and the and the shoes especially are really really nice looking next is japanese pokemon center another japanese exclusive thing i apologize um but it is oh yeah that's right um there are there's footwear for um shoes but they look like shoes of pokemon characters there's leon's shoes raihan's shoes which are really hilarious they're like they look frankly very goofy and then marnie's shoes which actually don't look uh bad i'm gonna look at these online oh yeah look at that you can just you can just buy these they look exactly like raihan's shoes that is so funny to me but, like, they don't look bad. Oh, they even have, like, the design on the inside. With the, um, with, like, his number and the, and the Dragon Gym Leader image. Oh, my God, that is so precious. I actually kind of like these. These are cool. So weird to see, like, official in-universe Pokemon merchandise. And, like, the shoelaces look like his little, oh, my God, they look just like his shoes. They're so cute. I love, the, I, I'm actually obsessed with these. And of course, it's time for everybody's favorite segment, not Move Tutor. Move Tutor is coming t- very soon, but not Move Tutor. Everyone's favorite segment, where we look at plushies. I don't really know. I don't have like a thing to say before this segment yet, uh, but we're looking at plushies. There's a couple of them today. Uh, one of which, if, you, if you've been in the realm of the Pokemon fandom recently, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. First up, though, is... Piplup, Pichu, and Galarian Ponyta, good night friend plushies. Um, and of course, they're Japan exclusive. But uh, they're big, big sleeping plushies of Galarian Ponyta, Pichu, and Piplup. Um, and uh, they won't be sold out, out, outside Japan. But uh, you can, of course, again, buy them overseas from 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 websites and stuff. I don't know exactly how you how you do it yet, but there are methods to um, to buy things online from Japan. So, you know, just because I talk about them here and say that they're Japan exclusive doesn't mean you can't buy them. Next, I'm going to butcher this Kuta Kuta Tata Pokemon plushies line. (laughs) Uh, and, and these are Japan only, of course, uh, but they are Espeon, Umbreon, and Shinx, um, as well as maybe a couple others. No, just those. But, oh my god, they look... The reason why I mention these is because, oh my god, they look so soft. (laughs) Like, they are so fluffy, and they look so goofy looking. I'm obsessed with them. Of course, again, Japan only, but these are the Kuta Kuta Tata Pokemon plushies. And again, if you want to see all of these, I uh, get most of my information about merchant plushies from the PokeJungle Twitter at (laughs) PokeJungle. Um, okay, I'm gonna save these two for last because I think they're hilarious. Next up is, um, a life, oh my god, okay. 
This one is so cute. A life-sized Dracovish plushie. Uh, and this one is, again, from Takaratomi. I think it might be Japan exclusive, but the caveat. It's a life-sized Dracovish plushie, and it comes with a choice scarf and... Um, where is it? Yeah, a choice scarf and a choice band. So they, they come stacked competitively. <laughs> um, and they're only $130. So they're like, just like massive Dracovish plushies. Same size as it is, same size it is in real life, which is like 2.3 meters. And it's super cute. It's, it comes with, it comes with, with a choice scarf and a choice band. That is, that is so precious. That is so precious. I'm obsessed with this. I want this so bad. As, if only it wasn't so expensive. But, oh, I love, I, life-size plushies are a dream come true for Pokemon fans. It's the closest thing we'll ever get to having a Pokemon in real life. Next is Pokemon mufflers. <laughs> um, and these are like, these are like hand warmers. They're like little, there's some fire type Pokemon, uh, Torchic, Flareon and Scorbunny again, only in Japan. I'm sorry. Um, but you like, you can put your, you can put your hands in them. Like you can, you can like put your hands in the side of them and keep, keep yourself warm. They're not, they're cute little hand warmers from, from, and they're fire type Pokemon. Do you get it? That's the joke. They're super cute. I loved, I'm obsessed with these. They're pretty large too. They're like, the Torchic one is so cute because Torchic doesn't have arms normally. So it just looks like you're kind of just holding it there. It's, it's, it's adorable. I'm, I'm obsessed with this. I love talking about plushies on this, on this podcast and even more so because of the life-size, yes, life-size Lucario plushie. Oh my god! So if you have not seen this, if if you have not seen this before, uh, you haven't really been on Twitter recently because <laughs> it's it's so cute. So they they came up they came with like little promotional images of like um. He's like peeking around a corner and like helping someone with, 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 with the dishes, you know, they sort of just like posed it to make it look like it's interacting with someone in real life. It's so cute. I am absolutely obsessed with this. It's, it's a life-size Lucario plushie, you know, like, oh, it's so good. A monumental occasion for, for Lucario fans across the world. And, you know, I mean, a lot of people like Lucario. That's like the point. I love Lucario. Everyone loves Lucario. And now if you really love Lucario, you can buy a life-size one for $400. Not only in Japan this time. Maybe that's not true. Is it sold out? I, is it, so I, I clicked on the link and it brought me to the Pokemon Center Online uh, Japanese website, but I think it's sold out, which is sad. Let me look this up. Lucario plushie. Oh no, is it gone? It's not on the website anymore. Maybe it's maybe it's somewhere else. I'm not sure. Don't you know? Don't don't uh, don't don't be sad yet. I'm sure it's somewhere, but I don't know. I don't want to look for it. But hey, there is a life size Lucario plushie. Of course, I'm like literally a month late, so they might just not be selling it anymore. Um, but let's hope not. And the final merch for today, the final plushie. The final thing we're really talking about today, other than uh, Move Tutor, is a Gengar chair. 
a ch- a Gengar chair. Um, and <laughs> it's just so stupid looking. I am absolutely obsessed with these. Um, it's it's literally just. It's literally just a chair that looks like Gengar. It's like a beanbag plushie, essentially. Uh, you know, it's nothing like, it's not like full on furniture, but like it is pretty big. But, and it just, it just has Gengar in the back and he, he just, he's just looking at you while you sit on him. I'm not really sure how to feel about this. The image that they use is just, it's like, you know, this nice, lovely looking lady just sitting on a Gengar, just sitting on a chair of Gengar. And like from this, it doesn't even necessarily look like he's a chair. It just looks like he's a Gengar. Don't use your Gengar as a, as a, as a cushion by a Gengar chair. And finally, it's time for everybody's favorite segment where we talk about a random move every single episode. Burning Jealousy which I think is how pretty much anyone who couldn't get their hands on Brilliant Diamond and a Shining Pearl felt uh, this past, like, month. Anyway, Burning Jealousy is a damage-dealing fire-type move introduced in Generation 8. We got a recent move. Um, I've literally never heard of this move before. <laughs> I don't know what this move is. Uh, Burning Jealousy inflicts damage to all adjacent opponents and will burn any opponent that increases its stats during that turn. It ignores stat increases from imposter when determining whether to burn an opponent. Interesting. So it does damage. But, and it only burns if they've had a stat increase. That's interesting. That's a, that's a cool move. I like that. You could definitely use that on like a Pokemon who is setting up, you know, or just like, if you think they're going to set up, just throw it out. If they don't set up, you do damage to them. If they do set up, you do damage to them and you also burn them. You know, that's that's pretty good. I like this move a lot. It's good for doubles, I think. Uh, when you're, like, not sure who to target with your Will-O-Wisp or something, you can just you can just hit them with a Burning Jealousy, and anyone who's who's up their stats and is, like, a threat to you and your team, you you just you just burn them. Uh, burning Jealousy has a PP of 5, a power of 70, so not very high. It's not, like, a strong move, but it does burn. Uh, and an accuracy of 100. Is there literally anything else? The description in, in, in a Sword and Shield says, The user attacks with energy from Jealousy. This leaves all opposing Pokemon that have had their stats boosted during the turn with a burn. Just for the turn? Oh, just during that turn. I don't know how to feel about that. That almost makes me feel like it's a worse move because of that. I mean, obviously it's worse, but I don't really know if that's like as good. I feel like it, you could just kind of throw it out to like any move, any any Pokemon that's sitting up. And like at that point, why wouldn't you just use Will-O-Wisp, I suppose. But, you know, I'm not a game designer. I like it. It's it's an interesting move. I've literally never heard of it until just now. Um, so you learn something new every day. <laughs> anyway, I think that is going to do it for me for today. We're, we're looking into the realm of the older EvoCast episodes when older episodes of EvoCast were like an hour and a half. Um, once again, I will say this for the, for the last time. Be sure to tune in next time. I'm going to be skipping another week. I'm not going to be getting one out uh, whenever the next one's supposed to come out. Uh, I'm going to be waiting until like January 3rd, 4th, 5th, whenever I can get an episode out. I My, my new my like winter classes start during that time, so I'm not, I, you know, I'm not going to dwell on it. But um, tune in to that episode because I will be 
um, I will be talking about the rest of BDSP. I'm going to be talking about it less of like a how is it as a remake um, and talking about it more as a as like the most recent post game game. Does that make sense? You know, like the battle tower, the bat, the, the shiny hunting possibilities, completing the decks, things like that. So tune in next time if you want to hear me talk more about BDSP and get a little bit more of an insight about my experiences with the post game in Diamond and Pearl. I never really did that as a kid, so the, it'll be it'll be new to me. Um, and thank you so much for listening to this to this mega episode. Even then, it's just mega episode part one. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day, and I will see you in the next one forgot to say happy holidays i suppose this is like the holiday episode (laughs) not really much of a you know of like a of like a holiday theme this time around but you know i hope anyone who's listened to this far uh has a wonderful holiday and an amazing new year and here is to another amazing year for pokemon fans bye